All right. Great to see everybody back. Uh, hopefully everybody had a good summer. And uh, obviously, it's always an exciting part of the year for everybody uh, as we get ready to, to get started with a new season and, and here uh, you know, a month away. So uh, before I get to some comments about our, our uh, preseason camp and everything, I, I do want to take a minute and congratulate um, the three uh, honorees, new inductees to our uh, University of South Florida Hall of Fame, Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, Paul Griffin, former uh, longtime AD that was here for 15 years uh, whenever they started the football program. Obviously, uh, Quentin Flowers, outstanding uh, quarterback in, in our history. And then uh, Erica Berggren uh, with, the, with the volleyball uh, team. Uh, those three will be honored. Um, I believe it's the East Carolina weekend and uh, really looking forward to, to spending time with them and uh, a great way to to recognize them for their accomplishments and uh, all their hard work uh, while here at, at USF. Also want to congratulate Steve Walls, uh, our longtime uh, athletic trainer. Uh, Steve's been here since they started the football program uh, over 25 years ago. And uh, just this summer, Steve was inducted into the Athletic Trainers Association of Florida Hall of Fame. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of people kind of behind the scenes that they do a lot of work and maybe don't get uh, recognized because uh, they're not out in front, maybe. Uh, but, but Steve's done an awesome job here, made a big impact, and uh, we're very glad to have him uh, helping us with our, our football program. Um, you know, I think for me, um, you know, this is always the beginning of kind of that, that new season, new journey. Uh, our coaches, uh, we've had our kind of hideaway meetings over the last uh, 10 days where we kind of get away and uh, really just kind of look at everything for the season and really kind of plan out the entire year, our calendar, and uh, go through everything in the program, our, our culture and how we're going to do things and uh, how we're going to travel and just really everything from A to Z. Uh, we take about four days. We went over to the Marshall Center and, and got in one of those conference rooms and kind of away from the building, away from the cell phones, and uh, had four good days to, to really dig into that and uh, felt really good about that. Uh, our players uh, last week just completed their eighth uh, week of summer workouts and uh, really pleased with the feedback. Uh, A.J. Artis, our strength coach, and his staff have done an outstanding job working with our, our young men this summer. Uh, A.J. came over to the Marshall Center there during our hideaway, and, and uh, him and the staff took about two and a half hours and went through every single player, had a page of kind of what they've done this summer, where they've made the <clears throat> most growth. and and maybe some areas they need to continue to work on. But the uh, feedback overall was uh, this was a challenging summer uh, for our guys, which is good. We wanted to kind of turn it up a little bit. Uh, with our indoor um, construction, we were unable to use some of our practice fields, so we actually uh, used the, the uh, track and uh, just kind of a different setting. And we're out there a little bit later, uh, maybe in the day. And so uh, it was definitely a, a new level of uh, maybe just overall uh, grit and, and toughness uh, to kind of part of the workouts, and I think the guys responded uh, very well. I believe I talked a little bit after uh, the winter workouts about something that we do with our, our players that our strength staff does called our, our grit scores. So every day during workouts this summer, again, we had uh, eight weeks, so approximately 40 workouts. And uh, after every workout, uh, the strength staff would come back and, and they would give each player a grade from zero to four you know, where fours championship level effort, leadership, grit, you know, everything that we want. Three is a winner, two is average, one is uh, below average, and, and zero is zero. 
And, um, and, and those are scores that go out to the entire team every day. So you get to see where you are, you get to see where your teammates are, <clears throat> just an extra level of accountability and feedback for our guys. But really, I think the, the cool thing for me is whenever you take those averages from the entire summer, right? And I went over that for the winter, we had seven uh, weeks of winter workouts and we kind of had that top 10. And so after eight uh, weeks of summer workouts, uh, averaging up their grit scores every day for 40 workouts, uh, these were the top 10 in order. Uh, number one, Brad Cecil, and he had an average score of 3.65, really strong. Number two was Gar Gary Bohannon, uh, a new addition uh, to our team. He got here right before summer began. Uh, he finished number two on the team. Uh, Trey Jacobs finished number three. Byron Brown, uh, freshman quarterback that got here in January. Uh, he finished number fourth. That's pretty impressive by a true freshman. Number five was uh, Meech Harris. Uh, number six, Jatorian Hansford. Uh, also number six was Kelly Joyner. Number eight was DJ Gordon. Number nine was Will Jones. So it's great to, that's a good early sign, seeing him coming back from his knee injury. And, uh, and then number 10 was Bayron Matos uh, coming over from basketball. That's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, Bayron is huge, good looking young man, has a lot, never played football before. But to be able to come straight over here and all of a sudden be in the top 10, and you know, that's consistency day in and day out. And then the other thing I think is pretty impressive is there's two players that were in the top 10 of the grit score, you know, out of 110 players in the spring or in the winter workouts, which was January, February, and also top 10 in the summer. There was only two players that were top 10 in both, and that was Brad Cecil and Meech Harris, uh, both offensive linemen, uh, two of our best leaders on our team, and uh, really, uh, you know, pleased with that. Um, yesterday we had our big weigh-in. Uh, that's always an exciting part, kind of to start off uh, fall camp. And, uh, you know, again, our guys had uh, eight weeks there in the summer and saw some really good uh, transformation. It's really for most of the guys we're trying to add good weight. And uh, that's more of a challenge when you're in Florida and out there running, you know, an hour and a half each day in the heat. Uh, but our, our guys uh, did a really good job. Just kind of point out a couple highlights of some guys that made some really uh, big jumps. Uh, defensive end, Tramel Logan. Uh, when Tremel got here, uh, maybe two years ago, he was 211 pounds. And uh, in May, before we started the summer, he was 237. And then yesterday, he weighed in at 249. So 12 pounds over the summer and, you know, really, whatever that is, close to 40 pounds since he's been here. So really impressive there. Jatorian Hansford, defensive end, uh, he gained 10 pounds. He went from 255 to 265 there in those eight weeks. Another transfer defensive end, Jonathan Ross, went from 233 to 243, gaining 10 pounds. Uh, Amaris Brown, uh, corner, uh, gained 11 pounds, went from 186 to 197. And, um, you know, th these are good pounds, too. <laughs> this isn't uh, sitting on the, the couch eating uh, potato chips and, and candy here. This is uh, really majority of this is muscle. Uh, safety Matt Hill was able to gain five pounds, got up to 187. And uh, two guys I'm really proud of from the receiver room, Xavier Weaver gained 10 pounds. I think he's at his heaviest now. He weighed in at 180. Uh, you know, he's been below 170. He was at 170 to start the summer, 180 now. And then Jimmy Horn gained 10 pounds, uh, going from 165 to 175. I think he probably played last year somewhere around 160. Uh, so good to see that. And then a couple of the guys that needed to, to lose some weight and really kind of toned down, uh, Meech Harris, 
went from 324 to 315, lost nine pounds. And then the big one, Zach Perkins, a young man transferred to us uh, from Maryland. And uh, he was really heavy when he got here. And uh, he was 342 at the beginning of the summer. And uh, he weighed in at 315 uh, yesterday. So, you know, that, that's really impressive because, I mean, what, what you don't uh, always think about, I mean, some of those guys were showing up extra at 6 a.m. every morning, part of the breakfast group, coming in, getting extra conditioning and all that. So, number one, want to commend them. Uh, for their hard work, and there's plenty of other players. That was just some of the highlights. And I uh, also want to thank our, our coach artists, our strength staff, and, and Jordan Loffenberg, our, our nutritionist, and then also our administration. We really invested more resources uh, in our nutrition for the summer, uh, in the amount of food we were able to provide for our players, and then also the, the different uh, nutritional supplements. Uh, that was a big emphasis, and, and I really saw that pay off uh, at the big weigh-in. Um, just trying to catch up maybe on some roster, a couple roster things. Uh, unfortunately, we had three players uh, over the summer that had to retire from football due to some uh, medical-related uh, situations. Uh, you probably saw Vincent Davis smoke. Um, you know, unfortunately, he had some, some things that were bothering him with his, uh, his neck. And once they got in there and kind of looked into it, uh, they made the determination that it was not going to be safe for him to continue playing football. Uh, really tough. Uh, blow for him because you watch him play. He's very passionate, hardworking. It's important to him. And um, but you know it's just one of these things that uh, you know you got to look after his long-term health. And uh, he's going to graduate uh, this weekend. So really uh, proud of him uh, for that. And then he decided he wants to stay on and, and finish uh, this season with his teammates. Many guys that he's been here for for five years. And uh, so he's going to stay on as a student coach. And there's actually a lot of things he's allowed to do. Uh, as, a, as a student coach that maybe some of our analysts cannot do. So we're excited to have him uh, move into that role and uh, make the best of a tough situation. Also, Kenny Scribner, who was our uh, backup punter last year, was our, also our starting holder last year. Uh, he uh, suffered a knee injury. And just kind of looking at that, kind of towards the end of his career, it was not going to be best for him to continue to play. He's going to stay and, and he's going to be involved. He's chosen to to be involved with Jeremy Lees there in the equipment room. So you never know, that could lead to a, 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 a new future for him. And then um, Zach Mendoza uh, was a transfer offensive lineman that we signed late uh, there in May out of Snow College in Utah, big 6'7", uh, offensive tackle that we were really excited about. And um, when he got here, he got his physical. And part of the physical, you have to get an EKG to check your, your heart and make sure everything's uh, uh, in good rhythm there, and uh, unfortunately, uh, as they looked at the EKG, there were some things there they didn't like, and then they, they went on and did uh, several more tests and uh, found that um, what they look for when they're doing the EKG, that's what he had. So uh, he's going to not be able to play football, um, and here he is. He's moved out, and he's, he's married. Him and his wife moved thousands of miles from Utah here to Tampa to to go play football and, and then to get here and get that news that your football career is over, um, you know, is really difficult. But, um, you know, we gave him a lot of different options. He's chosen that he wants to stay here. And uh, he also is going to help us as a student coach for the next couple of years. And, and uh, so uh, really tough, tough news for him on that. But uh, we're excited to, to have him uh, stay with us as a student coach. Uh, we have uh, added three new specialists uh, to our team really in the last week. Uh, just because we had, you know, with Kenny coming out, uh, being out as a punter, and then also uh, Matt Gresham, who was one of our long snappers last year, 
has decided to step away from football, and uh, so he's not going to be back with us. So uh, we added a, a, kick, a kicker <clears throat> named Zach Sessa. Uh, he was uh, uh, he's from this area. I believe he played high school at Venice. A uh, really talented young man with a very strong leg. Uh, punter Colin McCrary that played uh, both football and baseball uh, at Monmouth. Uh, he's got one year left uh, as a punter, and uh, so glad to add him uh, to our, our team. And then long snapper Connor Gordon uh, from Illinois uh, is, is joined us as well. So just really had some needs there to make sure that we have three deep uh, at each of those positions. Uh, I think that's uh, pretty much it from a roster standpoint. Uh, overall, uh, really pleased where our team is, just overall kind of mindset. Uh, it's kind of always interesting for me. This is my 20th year, going to my 20th year. Uh, as a coach and 16th year as a college coach and you know each year everybody's excited but you can kind of tell during fall camp and really you know that that meeting yesterday the guys reported uh, yesterday morning you always have your administrative meetings where you bring a lot of the administration in to go over things they're going to need to know about for the season and then that that nightly meeting on report day is uh where the head coach gets a chance to really kind of lay out the, the vision and, and and plan for the season and how we're going to attack it and uh, I can definitely tell uh, from our meeting last night that our guys are focused, uh, they're locked in, uh, those 12 super seniors that chose to come back, um, you know, it's very important to them and to the rest of our team that we do everything possible uh, to have the most successful year that we can have. And uh, really, the big focus is, uh, you know, win the day, right? And the way that you win the day is uh, each of these meetings. I mean, we're going to have, you know, hundreds of hours of meetings between now and the first game. And so just the attention to detail and improving the football knowledge and, and bringing on some of the younger guys that are going to be able to add some depth. And I think having that mindset of just kind of winning each meeting and winning each day, uh, that's how ultimately you're, you're going to win when the season gets here. So uh, we still have some guys uh, that are finishing up some summer exams uh, today. So we'll go out tonight and uh, do a kind of walk through, jog through. Um, uh, on the field with the guys for about an hour. And then tomorrow morning uh, will be our first full speed uh, practice uh, of fall camp. And uh, we'll get about two and a half weeks before classes start on uh, August the 22nd. And uh, we'll get 25 practices total uh, before our opener against BYU on the third. You know, really the, the big message to our players, uh, just like it was when we started spring, is, hey, we got a, a blank depth chart, right? I'm not going to hold up a sheet of paper this time so everybody can write their own messages uh, for social media. Uh, my, my wife had fun in, uh, watching those. Uh, but I did present a, a blank sheet to our guys last night and saying, hey, here's the depth chart for the BYU game, right? And we got 25 practices to figure out what that's going to look like. Obviously, we got to have a depth chart for tonight as we go out there in our, our first workout uh, but the depth chart for the BYU game is up in the air at every single position. And just because you might have started last year and the year before, and maybe just because maybe you had some success last year, right, you got to do it over. You got to start over, and you got to prove that this year's team, this is a new team, that you're the best person to go out there with that first group. And so uh, the big message is you got to earn it. And I think that's something our guys have bought into. And then uh, kind of maybe the last thing is just talk a little bit about the quarterback situation. I think um, obviously since maybe we met last, uh, we brought in uh, Gary Bohannon from Baylor. And um, you know, really just wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit. The first thing I'll say is I firmly believe that we now have two quarterbacks on our roster that we can win with this fall. 
And um, I think that's different than the last two seasons. I think uh, first year, uh, I don't really know what was going on and in a COVID fog with everybody. Uh, last year, we kind of were hopeful on a, a couple guys. Uh, but this year, uh, I feel very confident that we have two quarterbacks uh, that we can win with uh, this season. Uh, Timmy, you know, obviously last year was a true freshman, uh, had a lot of big moments. He had some, some tough learning lessons too, as all freshman quarterbacks do when you're thrown out there. Uh, but, you know, really excited about his development. I thought he had a really good spring. And he's had an outstanding summer. I would say the thing I'm most pleased with with Timmy is how he's responded this summer uh, really ever since Gary's gotten here. And that's part of the deal. Anytime that you're, you're bringing new guys in, I can promise you, Antonio Greer and, and uh, Dwayne Boyles practiced a lot harder this spring when, when DJ Gordon showed up, right, from Minnesota. And, and that's, that's what I'm used to. The programs, you know, the program I came from, man, there's competition in that room. And if you don't show up each and every day, you're going to get passed by. And so uh, I've been really pleased by uh, the progress of Timmy this summer and just all the feedback. Uh, that I've gotten from our team and from our strength staff. He's responded uh, very well, just like I, I knew that he would. Uh, you know, as far as uh, us bringing Gary in, honestly, we weren't looking. We weren't out there saying we've definitely got to bring another quarterback in and we're definitely going to just find the best one we can. It was not that situation. It was more of a situation where, uh, you know, Trey got in the, the portal there for a little bit there in December and and uh, had some young freshmen coming in. And obviously with other guys leaving, you know, you're sitting there saying, you know, we got one guy right now that I feel like we can win with. And, uh, you know, it's hard uh, to have one guy. Uh, so in this new environment of uh, the transfer portal, there's opportunities late in spring to add uh, the right pieces to your puzzle. And we've done that at every position and quarterback's no different. So for us, uh, kind of what uh, Coach Trickett and I talked about was you know, if there's a guy out there that, uh, number one, has experience, uh, he has, uh, you know, just some uh, football knowledge and football IQ and just, you know, a guy that's actually played and had success, you know, at the highest level, uh, that also has leadership abilities that maybe he could add something to that room. And then also someone that would fit our, our culture and our team. I didn't want somebody coming in here that was just going to be trying to box out the other guys in the room. Uh, because that's not really uh, where we are right now as a program and, and not what I'm looking for. And so when Gary got in the portal and uh, we talked to the coaches at Baylor, uh, we got very strong reviews uh, about him as a person, as a leader, as a player. And uh, we talked to him. He had some other very uh, strong suitors that were after him. Uh, but he, we figured out pretty early, early on that he was very interested uh, in South Florida and interested in um, you know, coming down here and being a part of our team. And uh, so we, we brought him down. He's done a great job since he's been here and um, done a good job this summer. It's been fun for me to, to see him and, and uh, Timmy and, and Trey and the other quarterbacks working out all summer together, helping each other, uh, watching video together, and just kind of seeing that whole group come together. Uh, I'm excited. And I think ultimately uh, my job as the head coach is to make sure that we have enough talent, enough depth, and enough competition in every room especially in the quarterback room, right, which is one of the most important uh, parts of your team. And I think adding Gary to that room uh, has checked all of those boxes. You know, uh, I talked to uh, Coach Trickett and then Coach Chad Morris, who just joined us, um, you know, visited with them a little bit the last couple of weeks, just trying to, to figure out how we're going to go through the, the process of, of finding a starting quarterback for BYU and for the season. 
And uh, after talking to them a little bit, I called both Timmy and Gary in last week uh, to go over the plan with them and uh, pretty much, you know, told them that uh, what we're going to do is we're going to use the first half of fall camp and let those guys go out and compete. And, uh, you know, Timmy, will, when we go out today for the first uh, practice this evening, Timmy will go with the ones all, all day today and uh, Gary will go with the twos all day. And then tomorrow morning when we have the next practice, Gary will go with the ones all practice and Timmy will go with the twos all practice. And we'll alternate that, you know, for whatever it is, the first 10 or 11 practices. And then whenever we have our first scrimmage uh, on, I believe, Saturday, August 13th, you know, um, you know we're going to be grading everything that they do, every throw that they make, and uh, all their decision making. We're going to be watching them uh, over those next, you know, 10 or 11 days. Um, you know, how they're leading the offense, how the offense responds to them, you know, all these things. And, and what our goal is, obviously things can change, uh, but our goal is to make a decision uh, after that first scrimmage there on August 13th and uh, to let those guys know that, uh, let the team know that, go ahead and announce it to you guys and, and let our fans know. And the, the biggest thing about that is I want whoever wins the, the starting job to have three full weeks uh, to be seen as the starter you know, by the offense and to work with that uh, first group of offensive players and offensive line and running backs in the mesh and all that, and for our team to know. You know, that, that's the toughest thing sometimes in these quarterback battles is your team. There's a lot of kind of questions and who's going to be our quarterback and all that. And uh, we kind of been there, done that, got the T-shirt, and, and now it's time to kind of move to that next level. And I believe, uh, honestly, believe we can't go wrong with e either of these young men uh, because of uh, what they bring to the table. So uh, that's our plan. And uh, also decided, told uh, Brian, uh, I want to let those guys uh, – you know, go ahead and, and uh, talk to you guys before we get started to fall camp, and then uh, we'll let those guys go and compete. And, and then the other message I gave them is, regardless who whoever's named the starter for the BYU game, the other guy's got to be ready, right? And obviously injuries happen. Somebody goes out there, doesn't perform well, you know, th then uh, the other guy gets to go in. I mean, you can look at Gary's uh, season last year at Baylor. Uh, he was doing really well. Then he got injured. The other quarterback came in and, and helped him win the uh, conference championship game. And go back and look at my first two seasons here. We haven't gone through one season uh, with one guy all the way through. And so uh, I think those guys, um, you know, they're going to compete. They're going to make each other better. And in the end, it's going to make our team better. Uh, but uh, I, I firmly believe that uh, we'll, we can win uh, with either of those young men. And then I'm hoping that, that Trey and uh, Trey Marsh and Byron Brown continue to develop and come on uh, to give us some more uh, added depth. So. Uh, with all that, I'll open it up for any questions. Jeff, can you elaborate on why you, that's the, the timeline you have in mind for quarterback, just because it's different from what you decided the last time? Yeah, I, I think uh, the first part of that is I feel more confident in these two guys than I felt in the past. There's a lot more question marks uh, on, you know, Timmy was just an unproven true freshman, just got here out of high school. You know, Cade really hadn't played in a year and a half. So I think that's part of it, that I feel like we're much further along. Um, and then the other part of it is uh, I just think that, you know, we got a veteran group of offensive linemen. Um, and we got a lot of pieces back on offense. And I just feel like um, the cohesion, the chemistry, and all that stuff, it takes time for that to develop. We're going to do the best we can. That's one reason that we're going to let whoever the starter is for that day go all day with the ones, as opposed to sometimes you would switch it period by period. But I think we're going to let those guys, you know, so, so each of them will have about five or six days going with the ones leading up to that scrimmage. 
and then whoever wins it will get three full weeks. And then the other piece is, you know, I'm looking for leadership out of that position. You know, that's difficult last year. You know, Timmy being a true freshman, he's trying to, your first year, trying to figure out what you do. You don't have a lot of time to, to coordinate and tell everybody else what to do. But, you know, for us to take that next step, you know, we've got to have that quarterback stand up and be able to lead our offense. And, and that takes time as well. You know, and, and when you're going through a battle, it's a little bit more difficult for the guys to kind of step up and be the leader because you're still going through that phase. And so, uh, number one, it's because of my confidence in both of those guys. And number two, it's the, the need, uh, I feel like, for our team to have three weeks to know who our starter is and uh, really to, to eliminate that distraction and move forward on the, on the things that are really going to be a difference maker uh, in that first game. Coach, can you elaborate on what you're seeing from each of those two quarterbacks that yeah, well, number one, I would say when I started with uh, Timmy, I've seen uh, maturity come from him in the offseason. Uh, again, he got here last year, got thrown in the fire and uh, because he was the, the best that we had and it was, it was going to be a good experience for him, learning experience. Uh, but I think really having, you know, uh, going through one of those seasons, that next offseason, it gets a little bit more serious. All of a sudden, you can start going to the next level as far as the details, learning the offense, ins and outs, protections. But I would say the biggest thing, uh, just seeing the change in his um, you know, leadership, his work ethic this summer, his overall commitment. You know, I mean, it's a full-time commitment to, to, to do what these guys have to do to take care of their bodies in the summer. So seeing that maturity uh, out of him uh, to go along with the talent that we know that he has and that we saw uh, last year at times. And then uh, with Gary, I mean, I think you can see all you need to see uh, as far as on the film. You can go watch anything from last year. Uh, he had a really good, uh, you know, season last year. And it's interesting because Baylor was a team that I used uh, as an example to our team when we started the year in January. You know, Baylor uh, won two games. They went two and seven, I believe, in 2020. And then the next year, uh, you know, they went 12 and two and won the Big 12. I think they were picked uh, eighth out of 10 uh, in the Big 12 a year ago at this time and finished first. And so, you know, and then also Gary was a big part of that, being their starting quarterback for the majority of those games. And then um, also just talking to the coaches uh, that, that coached him and his maybe football knowledge, football IQ, and then also watching him in the film room. Uh, you know, he's like a coach on the field. And you guys will be able to see that very quickly when you have a chance to uh, talk to both of these young men today. Jeff, you mentioned DJ earlier and how he got the attention of a couple of your veteran players. Uh, I mean, DJ is uh, physically, uh, he's a very strong young man. He's got a great mindset. Uh, he loves football. And, um, you know, he, he's definitely going to be right there in that mix with both uh, Greer and Boyles. And I think it's going to be good uh, for both uh, Greer and uh, Boyles because they've had to play a lot of plays because uh, maybe we haven't had the depth that we needed uh, in the past. And also, we're going from a three linebacker system to really a two linebacker system. And uh, so it's going to allow, you know, some of those guys. Also, Brian Norris is a guy that's really had an outstanding summer and, and doing well. But yeah, DJ's a, a talented player, has a big time future. I think he's going to have a, a really strong impact uh, on our team this year. Obviously, quarterbacks got to get somebody the ball. And I think one of the position battles that's kind of being overshadowed is is this wide receiver maybe two or three? Mm -hmm. Obviously, Weaver had such a great year last year, but then you look, you got a Joe, Latrell Williams comes back, you got Jimmy in the slot, OD. Where does that all kind of stand right now? Yeah, uh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> it's a very deep room. Choffrey Brown is a, yeah. a talented young man that was out a good bit in the spring with, with some injuries. 
And, um, you know, one name maybe y'all haven't had on your radar that I think will get on your radar pretty quickly is Daquan Stanley. Uh, he was a corner for us last year uh, as a true freshman. Uh, he played receiver and corner and returner in high school. We made that move in the spring, and he can really run. I mean, he, he'll remind you in some ways of, uh, of Jimmy Horn as far as his, his long speed and uh, change of direction, those type of things. Also, uh, OD. Uh, and then uh, Sincere Brown had an outstanding summer. He ended up uh, running the fastest time. Uh, however, they do the, the um, GPS. Uh, he was over 23 miles an hour. And uh, some of the guys were giving a hard time that he put the you know thing on his uh, you know the monitor on and then got on a scooter and rode over there to workouts or something and and uh, but he he's had an outstanding summer and gained weight as well so uh, I think I feel very confident that we're going to have three deep at wideout um, and that's taking time to really develop that room Holden Willis is another guy that's uh, come on and, and doing re really good obviously Sean Atkins the guy we've talked about so that's going to be a deep room but. I mean, what I'm used to uh, is rotating wideouts, and uh, it helps you in the game, and then it helps you along the season. Um, you know, my, my best years there at Clemson, our best rooms, we were playing eight, nine guys a game. Obviously, the starters are going to get a little bit more than half of that. They're going to get about 60% of the snaps, 65, 70% of the snaps, and then that last 30 to 35% gets split by the, the twos and sometimes the threes. So uh, that'll be good. That group's worked extremely hard this summer, and. Uh, I think overall our team speed at the wide receiver position uh, has improved. Quick follow-up on that. How has how Luttrell kind of looked? I mean, he's obviously chose to came back for, I think, the seventh year. And, you know, the, the ACL's kind of, <laughs> right. you know, getting back to, to where yeah. he used to be. What's he look like? Yeah, he's attacked his, uh, his uh, rehab and all that really strong uh, throughout the spring. He, he wanted to do more in the spring than we allowed him to do. He's one of those guys you got to kind of hold back because he's ready to get out there. Uh, so this fall camp will really be the first time that we've seen him full speed. He's been completely cleared to go out and do everything. Uh, but he's had a great mindset. And just like you said, I think this is his seventh year. Uh, so he's kind of been through the ringer. And uh, would have been very easy for him last year to just say, hey, it just didn't work out and, and move on. Uh, but he's uh, shown up uh, kind of on purpose, with a purpose every day. Uh, coming back. So looking forward to, to seeing how he looks. He's looked really good through the running and things we've done this summer, but this will be his first time uh, with practice. The other guy I want to mention, and I'll get the other question, Kwan Powell is another young man that uh, we were really excited with the things we saw to him maybe for the first two weeks of uh, fall camp last year as a true freshman. And then he had the uh, patella tendon rupture, and uh, it's been a, a, a year-long process for him. But he's coming back, and we're going to be working him into to practice slowly. We've got a really deep running back room that I'm excited about. That'll allow us to kind of be a little bit more patient with K1 uh, early in fall camp uh, before we put him out there uh, in all the live drills. But he's another guy that's uh, come back from his injury very well. So if everybody starts to see and looking to go 12 and 0, what's a realistic goal here? Yeah, uh, how you want me to answer that, right? Uh, here's what I would say. That's um, what I told our players, right? We went, we went through every game, and it's the only night that you do that, right? You go through uh, every game and kind of look at it and, and map it all out. Uh, number one, we got a very challenging schedule. Uh, I think we're one of maybe one of only two teams that play the four teams that are you know moving on to the Big 12 next year. So with challenges come opportunities, and uh, and that's really you know what our message is. Is I mean these seniors, uh, I mean many of these seniors were recruited here coming off of a 10 win or 11 win season, right back in. Uh, 2017 and 18 
And so one of the reasons they chose to come back is they didn't want to leave where, where the program was at the end of last season. So it's a very important. And uh, whatever our best looks like, you know, we won't know. I think it's, it's, it's harder to predict. Coaches really don't get in the prediction game anyways because we're kind of just locked in on what's coming tomorrow, what we're doing today, what's coming tomorrow. But I think with uh, the influx of roster management just changing, you don't really know what anybody has until about week three or four. You know, I mean, the other teams, BYU brought a very talented transfer offensive tackle from Oregon. It's going to be a really good player. They brought in a great running back. So you really don't know what everybody else has. You really don't know what you have until you get out there. But I think for, for us, uh, you know, our message is, right, we want to do everything we can to play our best and have the very best season. And there's a lot of what does that look like, right? There's kind of some minimums and then there's some, some uh, you know, high goals of what that looks like. And really, that's going to be determined. But I showed them again last night. Baylor started off uh, ranked third from last in the conference last year and ended up first in the conference at the end of the year. So it's possible. I mean, look at Michigan last year. Two years ago, won two games. And then last year, you know, they won the Big Ten. I'm, I'm not predicting that. Going out, I'm just saying that anything is possible uh, in a new year. And uh, you go back to a lot of our games outside of one or two, uh, you know, we were, we were right there. And we kind of revisited. Uh, some of those, uh, you know, tough situations from last year, just to know, hey, there, it, it's a game of inches, and there's a couple plays that we did not finish, and we're not going to finish them this year just because we want to. Whenever we get in the situation again, we're going to finish them by how we approach the next, you know, 30 days and uh, the mindset, the leadership, and all those things. But uh, overall, I feel very confident in our coaching staff. Uh, Coach Shoup and Coach Trickett have been great additions. I think our players would tell you that. They've done an outstanding job with our guys. We've been able to do a little bit more with our guys in the summer than in the past because of some of the rule changes where we could go out in the field with the guys in balls, which was new. And then uh, overall, uh, you know, we got uh, a deeper uh, room and deeper roster than we've had at any point since I've been here. Uh, and then also, you know, you got those scars. And, and uh, you know, I, I think I've said before, and I've talked to the guys a little bit, sometimes you have to go through it before you can get to it. Right, I just kind of shared some of my previous examples. Right, us as coaches, we just kind of lean on our our, our past and, and memories and, and learning lessons. And uh, you know, I can remember at Clemson, Coach Sweeney's uh, first year as a head coach, uh, 2009. We're playing in the ACC championship right here in Tampa. First time Clemson's playing for an ACC championship in about 20 years. Right, and uh, we lost to Georgia Tech. They had the ball last. Neither team punted in that game. No punts. Right, and I remember after that game, and we were dejected. This is our chance to win an ACC, or are we ever going to get back? Two years later, we get back the ACC championship. Many of those same players that were on that team, and all of a sudden, we finished. Right, we beat Virginia Tech, won the ACC for the first time in 20-something years. Right, and then you go the next year to the Orange Bowl, 2012, all fired up. That was before the uh, college football playoff, BCS. Orange Bowl for the ACC. Clemson hadn't been to the Orange Bowl in 20 years. We're so fired up. We're so excited as coaches. We took the team down there four days early and realized that was not a good plan to be there for nine days. Uh, but we got embarrassed, right, by West Virginia, 70 to 33, right? Just absolutely one of the most, I mean, that, that's a hard locker room. That hurts, right? But you know what? Two years later, we showed back up at the Orange Bowl with really the same team, right? And we beat a, an excellent Ohio State team. Right, and then a year later, two years later, we go to the national championship. 
This is what we've been building for the entire time under Coach Sweeney, that we're, we're kind of building these blocks and working our way there. We're out there in Phoenix. We're playing Alabama. Back and forth, back and forth, you know, and, and Bama wins. And there's that feeling after the game, is this going to be the last time we ever had a chance to win a national championship at Clemson, right? You go through that offseason, right? It's a little bit more focus, a little bit more determination. The next year we get back, right, right here in Tampa, right? And what happens at the end of the game? Bama goes and scores just like they did the uh, year before. And there's two minutes and nine seconds on the clock, and it's like, oh, no, here we go again, right? But that grit, that determination, when Deshaun and that offense went out there and had to go whatever it was, 80, uh, 79 yards maybe in two minutes and nine seconds, in the back of their mind, they remembered the year before, right? And so that for me is kind of what I feel with this team is some of the adversity and the tough things that these guys have been through, man, they, they take that with them to propel them to make sure that each and every day um, they're attacking the day the right way because we're going to get back to those same situations, right? And now we've got to be able to finish them. And that's really what this season is all about is finishing those, those close games, those opportunities. Because what I believe is once you have that kind of breakthrough moment, and then all of a sudden the confidence, the energy, and everything, you know, take off. And uh, when you have some, some difficult moments, man, it, it's hard. It kind of carries over. And, uh, and I've seen that. This is kind of that, this is that season for that to turn for us. And then it, it kind of carries that momentum out. So that's just kind of giving you a little bit of overall kind of mindset of really where this team's been since January, but really where we are as we kind of get ready uh, for the season. Jeff, your father's retired now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Including the difficult COVID first sure. season you had. Did you consider bringing in a veteran voice? I know you've coached Shoop, obviously a wealth experienced, uh, you know, maybe. Right. But uh, we brought Chad Morris in uh, this uh, maybe last month. So Coach Morris, uh, I've known Coach Morris for a good while. Uh, he came to Clemson in uh, January, I believe, of uh, 2010. And we were just finishing Coach Sweeney's second year at Clemson. We went six and seven, just lost to South Florida in the bowl game. A lot of questions. We hadn't played very well offensively in Coach Sweeney's first two years there. I uh, brought Chad Morris over from Tulsa, where he was the OC for one season. And, uh, and then we won 10 games the next season. And Coach Morris was our OC for four years. And I tell people all the time what, what I learned about wide receiver play and, and how to be a wide receiver coach and develop receivers, I learned from Coach Sweeney. And obviously a lot of things uh, as far as being a head coach. But really what I learned about our offense and what we're doing, I learned from Coach Morris uh, over those four years uh, when he was our offensive coordinator. And then when he left in uh, December of 14, I believe, uh, to go to SMU to be the head coach, that's what gave Tony and I an opportunity to move up and, and run the offense for the next five years, the same offense that, that we had there with Coach Morris. And then during those years, I was talking to Coach Morris probably once a week whenever he was at SMU. Throughout that, you know, it's very similar situation to kind of what I took over here, you know, two and a half years ago. SMU uh, won zero games maybe the, the year before he got there. His first year they won one. The next year I believe they won five. And his last year they won seven. And so really I think his experience uh, not only as being a head coach, uh, you know, both SMU and then his experience there at Arkansas, but also in this league and, you know, how to kind of navigate through this league, what it looks like. And then, you know, you take a guy like Travis Trickett, and Coach Trickett would tell you for many years, uh, Coach Trickett was studying Coach Morris's offense, 
whenever he was at Clemson, whenever he even started when he was at Tulsa, then when he was at Clemson, then when he was at SMU. And so now to have Coach Morris here is kind of an asset. It kind of is a dual purpose. It helps me kind of fill that role of kind of chief of staff and someone to, for me to kind of bounce some ideas and thoughts on. He's already been uh, great for me here in the, the two weeks that he's been here. But also being a resource for Coach Trick and the offensive staff on because uh, it's really the same offense that you know Coach Morris has been running for many, many years. So uh, he's kind of that um, that person I can bounce things off of, and uh, we're, we're glad to have him here. I, I tried to get him really for about the last year and a half and uh, finally uh, able to get it done this year. So we're excited to have him here, and uh, I know he'll be an asset for us. Yeah, two quick facilities things. Um, do you have a timeline on when you guys are going to be able to start using the IPM? Okay, uh, sometime this fall uh, is, is what I know. Uh, I think they're getting ready to start putting the, the turf in. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's fluid, obviously, because a lot of it deals with supplies and things that are coming in. Uh, my, my guess is probably some, somewhere around the middle of the season. I'm hoping kind of by that open week in the middle of the season uh, that we'll be able to get in there. But it looks nice. I, I walked into the other day. Uh, it's going to be uh, incredible. And my other question, have you looked at all of the uh, proposals for the Occupy Stadium, or is that way above your pay grade? Oh. Well, the decisions is way above my pay grade. Uh, yes, I definitely uh, have looked. And, and, and Michael uh, Kelly, our athletic director, and, and Jay Stroman, who's uh, helping with a big part of that as our head of the foundation, uh, they keep me in the loop on what's going on and kind of where we are. And um, obviously, i got to be a little protected in what I can say just because there's steps that everybody has to follow and when you're doing a project like that. But the big thing I want our fans to, to know is it's going to happen. Uh, they're not trying to see if it can happen or if we can make it happen and, and how much money do we need to go. It's, it's going to happen. They've already got a plan for that. But there's a process in place. I think right now they're kind of going through the, the bidding process for who's the, the architect firm that's really going to do the, the detailed drawings and all that. And then, uh, you know, it'll move down. But, um, you know, I, I'm expecting sometime by, you know, the, the end of the – End of this year, 1st of January, I imagine there'll be a lot more announcements on, uh, you know, I don't know if they'll have pictures and all that by then, but uh, I'm very excited about everything that I've seen and heard. But the, the biggest thing is it's, it's not whether it's going to happen or not. It, it's going to happen, and they're working uh, extremely hard to, to see if we can be on a timeline to have it for fall of 26. Uh, so that, that's exciting. All right, appreciate it.